Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Brothers Take podcast. I'm Chris. I am joined once again by my brothers, Adam. Hello. And Eric. Hello. We are back in the room to talk more gaming. Last week, well, it's this week as we record, but last week was Gamescom <laughs> 2023, which apparently is the biggest gaming event in the world. Or so they kept saying. I didn't know that, but apparently it is. It's the biggest gaming event in the world. Is that because there's no E3? Maybe. Or was it always was it bigger than E3? I don't know. Is Gamescom? I know well, I get them a bit confused sometimes. But is Gamescom the one where the devs go to? Is that that one? Uh, well, I know the public go to. Like I know yeah, a yeah, couple the, of guys, the yeah, um, who actually bought tickets to go over. Um, yeah. Oh. But so, I never thought I, it was as big as Z Tree, though. Apparently, it's the Back biggest. The they were they were well, literally advertised as the biggest gaming. Yeah, well, they could just be saying it because E Tree is gone. It's the biggest yeah. games event in the world this week in August <laughs> <laughs> at the moment. In but the world. it is a pretty fucking huge event, and yes. there was lots and lots and lots of games showcased throughout the week, and in particular. At opening night live, which is the the night that kicks off all the Gamescom 2023, and it was hosted this year by Jeff Keighley, as it has been by the last couple of years. They partner up with him and ask him to host, and it was a pretty fucking cool show. So we're going to talk about our personal highlights from the show, or anything that we want to talk about, and maybe if there was any other extra information about those things that came out from Gamescom, uh, if any of us want to shout out those things too. Uh, we're going to talk about all that, and we'd love to hear from you guys too. All of your personal highlights that were shown from Gamescom 2023. What did you check out? And in particular, from Opening Night Live, what was the game that stole the show for you? Or is there anything that you're super, super hyped for for the rest of the year? So if you watch this YouTube, jump down in the comments at any point, share your thoughts. If you enjoyed this discussion, give us a thumbs up, hit subscribe, ring that notification bell for all future content. And to those of you who are listening on audio platforms, you can also touch base on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twixter at The Brothers Take, again, to give your take on Gamescom 2023. But without further ado, let's talk gaming. And what we will not have is anyone rush up to us and and interrupt the show <laughs> as we Thankfully. as Thankfully. we uh, as we talk through Gamescom 2023? Jelby, no. What? Why would you do it at the start? Why not wait till the end? You got you've got no tact. Why? You gotta, it was kind of funny of, when it happened it? during the Game Awards. We you... see it happened at the end of the Game Awards. That kid paid his way in, yeah. watched the whole show, and then did his thing. But it was these guys was kind wasted of, their money. That was kind of funny because it was just like. Wait, what is this? Like, no one had a clue whether this was part of the show. No or not. one knew what was. But going like, on. when yeah. that happened, like, yeah, I got a bit fucked off actually. Yeah, no, yeah. totally, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this totally as a jeer to the guys. I like, uh, they have no tact. What were they doing? The fucking idiots. Uh, but anyway, moving on from that, not to give them any fucking attention, really. Um, what did so you think Jeff of the show? Handled it like a bloody pro, though. Jeff is a pro. Yeah. Jeff is. I got, he, I got a lot, I got a lot of time for Jeff Keighley. He was also pissed off. Oh, he yeah. Very. Yeah, but, but he addressed it so, like, you know, I'm not going to just ignore what just happened. Like, yeah. But he like, addressed he went, it That's really, you know. Just, uh, got on, got on with it. And like it didn't, that. like, dampen his mood, you know? Like, it, it did for that moment. He mm-hmm. took it in. He dealt with it. And then he just went, okay, this is a great show. And we got something else to show you. And, like, what a dude. Mm-hmm. What a fucking dude. Mm-hmm. 
Because I like a lot of people would probably really lose it in that moment. Like go full fucking. Yeah, might even walk up on the stage and slap in the face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These things happen <laughs> at prestigious award shows and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they may have to change. Up, but... <laughs> they, they may have to change the design of stages on these on these shows. I feel like the security. Um, I mean, the security were pretty quick on it too, yeah. right? Like they really they were quick on it. But I feel like it's going to be even tighter at the game awards this yeah, year. Yeah, I guess you don't kind of expect it. No, well, it hasn't no. happened like ever until <laughs> until twenty twenty two. Yeah, right. And uh, now this one felt re- like a real cheap, like just want to do what that guy did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like they, 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 in a way, I, I definitely would have watched the show first. Yeah, and I I feel like what they're going <laughs> to do. do it I feel like end. what they what would be a smart idea. Yeah, is you give like the devs and the higher up peoples. Like not just a tag, like not just a tag to say I I can go up on the stage, right? But you put them in the front row seats, yeah. Then have barriers for everyone up for all the like commoner folks, so they and then guns, guns, and robots. <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying though. Like, yeah, yeah like maybe well, it should not they be something. Just the to... for, for anyone who should not have any reason to get on stage, maybe they should not be able to sit in the same row as Zack Snyder. Like maybe. <laughs> How were they even able to get to that well, position? Well, Zach looked like he 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 also just kind of wandered. He looked aimless. Now we are jumping a bit into the show. So in during sure. the show, they they announced Zach Snyder coming on to announce some stuff, and yeah. he's there coming in with his with his fucking cowboy beige shirt or his tactical beige shirt, and likes if he's just wandering on, wondering what he's doing here, and he's like, "Whoa, that screen is bright," and I'm gonna take. Five minutes to get on the stage. It's like watching Christopher Judge do his acceptance speech, but without talking. <laughs> and well, then, do we want because watch that him do an interview <laughs> because that is the outlier, right? Uh, and I know it wasn't the first show, but it was quite early in the show anyway. Do we want to talk about that first and then go on to all the games? Like, do we want to just talk about Zack Snyder and Rebel Moon for a moment? Um, or do you just have anything to say about that? I don't know. Oh, I have loads to say about the show. <laughs> Like the whole Never show. mind. <laughs> okay, sorry. Good. Stop jumping. Okay, the okay, show itself. I'm no, I'm sorry. I'm. I, I. It's my fault. I'm fucking the show up here. Um, the show itself. Then, what did you think, Adam? This is the. F- uh, this is the first time that I felt with a with a. G- I I do think it was like maybe just a tad long, mm. but wasn't certainly wasn't the longest. Um, but it, I it was the most. Uh, consistent and I felt like the most variety of games we've gotten in a long time uh, like I, I really enjoyed the show and I really enjoyed the amount of games that they've shown even if there's not games like there's a ton of games here I'm, I'm never going to touch like it's not for me but I even enjoyed how they were presented I was like that's really really cool and I mm. haven't felt like that with a game show in a long time Probably since E3, actually. Okay. Yeah, which is a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that is a long time. Yeah, there's just People something about remember the last E3. <laughs> they they like the shows at post E3 have always been some somewhat like they lacked human behind it or something. Whereas mm-hmm. although there was no one going up to actually demonstrate some of these, it almost felt like there was someone on stage 
playing some of the the games it had that right. feel to it like we were getting a good sense of how the games actually feel it's not just there there are some cinematic trailers or some uh pre-recorded material but there was a genuine there was gameplay being showed as well mm-hmm. um yeah I, I i really dig the show i thought it was great what did you think eric i think i messaged you during it being like jesus this is really long so okay it yeah. is long i was yeah. a bit i was a bit on the opposite like first i was like boom right we had we had fuck tired at the start but that's grand he's gone let's get on the show i'm with you jeff keely pump me up and then we got all these different games i was like this is great and then it just kind of kept going and it kept going and kind of a little bit like when the interviews were sort of happening and there's just some people can't do interviews as that's when it started to fall off. And then from there, I was just falling off more and more and more. And I think that's when I was like, fuck, oh, this is gone for a while now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're showing that? Yeah. Okay. Boy, when's this over? Okay. Okay. Fair. So, I, I, I would say I'm maybe somewhere in the middle where I thought the show was paced really well. And I, I agree that I think there was a lot of variety. Um, I knew it was going to be two hours long. I had looked that up before watching it. <laughs> so I, I knew it was going to be two hours long. They said that. But um, yeah, I thought there was like really a lot of good variety here. I suppose um, just for myself, where I felt the length where maybe you wouldn't, is that, and this is not a fault of the show, actually. It's just a, a me personal tasting. Like there was no big oh my god moment that game you know what i mean but that's more like for other people there probably was but i liked the showings and even like we'll get to it later but like modern warfare 3 right hmm. i just had like a reminder of when they showed off modern warfare 2, 2 on yes. stage back uh, in the day the like, doing, like showing the actual mission you yeah. know showing what's basically the opening of the game um I, I got real flashbacks to that period. And I, it actually had me thinking about Modern Warfare 2 and wanting to play Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, it brought moment. me back in time to that E3 when it was... Yeah, I was I was like, I know, that pri- I know that fucking prison. And I think the mission is also named after... It was a... Um, was it something like six two seven? Was the was the number they had in the title of the mission, which I think is is prisoner six two seven? Is that not Captain Price in Modern Warfare 2? Are you not okay. looking for prisoner six two seven, and then you find out that it's price? Possibly, but I'm pretty. I I thought that prison mission not only was in the original Modern Warfare two. Yeah, I think that might also have been in the reimagining of Modern Warfare two. Is finding price? Maybe I'm wrong. There. I think price is like in Modern Warfare two, though. I think he's like in it in it. No, is he not like from the beginning? Oh, okay. Because he's definitely well, he's definitely in Modern Warfare. One the reboot. I haven't looked yeah. at any of those those remakes, but th- sure. this is definitely the first Call of Duty where it felt like it captured that feeling. That's that. There's like um, you know, it's obviously kind of over the top. Yeah, it's not yeah realistic, but there's a sense that like it could be real. Like there's a well, it's it's a, a cinematic kind of like realism. That's what I call it, and that's what like Modern Warfare One and Two the uh, back on. PS3, Xbox 360 days had was a cinematic realism, and yeah, it then, yeah, yeah. then Call of Duty just went off the fucking rails and became Fast and Furious. But now, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, this this feels like a return to form, and uh, yeah, it looked awesome. I don't know if I would get it necessarily. I might need to see more on it, but 
sure. that showcase for it, like that just brought me back in time. I, I, I would really reckon though, if you were thinking of getting it, you'd probably have to play the other two first to kind of. I don't know. Sure I'd say that? you could probably catch up on it pretty quickly, <laughs> or you could even like, if you just wanted to jump into this one, maybe you could like watch. I think um, I'll do them in reverse order, Eric. Be like, <laughs> you can watch the cutscenes are probably on YouTube. Like, if you just <laughs> wanted to get a sense of what did I miss before I jump in. Um, I have heard that there's going to be a reinterpretation of the no Russian sequence, Ooh. but like it. different, uh, which I think is thing. like, which I think is like interesting, you know, mm. um, this, this idea of it being reinterpretation as opposed to remake mm. is kind of cool to me. I kind of like that kind of thing. You think that um, would be like all like equally or even more harrowing is if you had to go into like a petting zoo or something like that for the no Russian. Uh, that would be really fucked up, but um, well, the I whole thing's that's fucked up anyway. Would be... <laughs> no, it won't be that. But yeah, the whole yeah. Thing. it was always up. fucked up. <laughs> but uh, Eric, any thoughts on Modern Warfare Three since we've brought it up? Uh, since you brought it up, uh, graphically looks pretty damn good. Again, it does have that that nice element that it's not bombastic in its presentation. That there is that realism cinematic, especially the bit when you're like scaling down. Mm. and you're shitting some of the guards and there's all the prisoners but I thought it was really weird that they talked about um, Jeff Keighley had the two people from Infinity Ward up there and they were talking about how when you're tackling the story missions you can now tackle it whatever way you want that if you want to be stealthy you can be stealthy if you want to be loud you can be loud it's totally up to you and it's like and now we're going to showcase a game that's going to be from quite early in the game didn't mm-hmm. say the start of the game it says early in the game I was like okay fair enough and then the mission they showed me, as as cool as it was, and as mm-hmm. much as it brought me, but yeah, brought probably everyone back to the good old days. But I think it also brings it back because it plays out like every Call of Duty stealth game ever, which is that you start off stealthy, and then you end loud, and mm-hmm. that's how they all go. Yeah, so yeah. it's really weird that they didn't actually showcase that you can play that two different ways. I was I was kind of surprised that it didn't at one point, yeah, go, now let's look at that from another perspective. Mm. <laughs> and going guns blazing, you know what I mean? And mm. just show the two, because they, they were saying that that was the point of that, we're going to show you what we mean by that. And then I didn't think they showed what they meant by that, but no. I know what they mean by it. Like I, mm. yeah, I suppose you don't have to show it, but it's just based on the statement they said that they were like, now let's show you what we mean by that. It's like, you didn't, you showed us, one it looked like a very linear mission actually it didn't look like you could not stealth that up to a certain point um mm. so i don't but then maybe they're being very careful because they don't want to show like much later you know i i don't know um but uh interesting that they're bringing makarov back and that kind of thing like it's kind of cool and this is the first time this is not something that would excite me but i know it'll excite a lot of call of duty players this is the first time zombies are coming to modern warfare they obviously yeah. made a big deal of that, right? And I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, right, the zombie mode, I, I, I got it when it was in, like, what was it, Call of Duty, World at War or something like that, mm-hmm. um, where it was like Nazi zombies was basically the the gag or the joke, right? But then it took on a life of its own and it became one of the selling points of games for people. And I was never that into it myself personally, but obviously other people are and they love it. Hmm. I was thinking about it today. I was like, I mean, it's like if, um, you know what, like Rockstar did Undead Nightmare in, in um, you know, Red Dead right. Redemption. Yeah. And it was just a one-off thing that was like, wouldn't it be just kind of cool 
if we did this Western zombies. But it'd be like as if now it's like every Rockstar game needs zombies. Like, it's kind of become its own cultural phenomenon, like. I think there is actually zombies in Red Dead 2. Is there? I think there's zombies and vampires and there's all sorts of weird things in Red Dead 2, if you go looking. Oh. In one of the cities, I think there's a there's a serial killer at night that kills women and is a vampire. Oh. Somebody clarify for that if you know us, but... Yeah, but anyway, so it looks like this particular Call of Duty game is ticking a lot of boxes for different players, is what I'm getting at, I guess. Like, if you're into zombies, great, that's there. If you're into uh, the storyline, that seems to be there. If you're into the modern warfare-style gameplay, that seems to be there. And I thought the cinematics looked well-directed. Yeah. Like, really good. But anyway, moving on from that, I guess. Um, One other thing before we jump into the rest of the show was that, Eric, you had mentioned Zack Snyder, right? Okay. Rebel Moon. It's a bit of an outlier. It was a bit of a strange... And they tied it in towards the end when they said that a certain studio is going to be working on a Rebel Moon game mm-hmm. down the line. It's going to be a game for Netflix. So I have no idea what that means. I think that <laughs> just means if you're subscribed to Netflix, you have access to it. But like you play it on your TV then, right? No. The, like, I mean, like have you tried any of the Netflix opposed, games? As, as opposed to any of the other games where you play with like not on no, the TV. No, but what I mean is it's not on console. Like I... Yeah, It'll be interesting to see what they not. mean by that. Yeah, because normally the Netflix games are mobile. So I don't know. Mm. Is this a mobile game then? Well, they said maybe. it was co-op. Now, maybe, of course, that could just be online, just mobile, co- yeah, co-op. Yeah. 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 Mm. Is it I like one of those like, team, you know, those like fortress-based games or something? You build up a game. I don't have much fate in it, to be honest. No, no, no not, not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> but what, what, okay, what did you think of uh, Rebel Moon? Which was uh, showcased. I think that looks unbelievable. Like that trailer I... was absolutely stunning. And uh, when I was watching it, I was like, because I was into Terry, I was like, this guy has to do Warhammer. <laughs> like, There's an element point... of that in it, right? There's <laughs> definitely an element of that. <laughs> it does look yeah. a bit like that, yeah. Like when he was pitching originally, maybe he should have pitched to Warhammer rather than to Star Wars. Um, I did watch an interview with him where he you know, with IGN again during Gamescom, and he uh, they were asking like, you know, we we all know that this originated as like a Star Wars idea. How did it get to where mm. it is now? Yeah. And like he was saying, is when he pitched to Kathleen Kennedy, and he was like, ah, oh, maybe we could do it R-rated, you know. And Kathleen Kennedy was like, not all, no, <laughs> no, yeah, not doing an R-rated Star Wars, no way. So anyway, um, but supposedly then uh, Deborah Snyder, the producer. Um, and Zach's partner, she she was actually delighted to get away from any IP because she felt that actually you're better off when you're free and not, sure. you know. So anyway, that I was like sort of interesting. With this, um, this is the closest film I felt from the visuals and uh, just the overall style of it to 300. Like, it looks mm-hmm. like 300. Uh, it, it, all his films post-300 didn't look anything like 300, really. Like, there's, you can tell it's him. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't have that kind of, I guess, the hue or the, the 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 overall look of it. And there seems to be, like... Obviously, there's the comparisons with Dune and Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of difficult to do mm-hmm. sci-fi these days and not have those comparisons. But to me, it was like, this is a Greek mythology in space. Hmm? Like, there's actual mythic creatures 
in this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah very, yeah, very, I, very I fantasy. Do, I do love that the yeah the alien creatures are mythical creatures. Like the there's the Minotaur. I think in the in one of the shots they have like this Colosseum thing. It looks like there's a Minotaur, but he has like four arms, so it's still alienified it while having it to be the Minotaur. There is a Griffin, not a yeah yeah is yeah a Griffin or yeah a, or a Griffin. Like a, Griffin type creature, or Peter Griffin, <laughs> or whatever Pegasus or, or, is. Yeah. yeah, like the Pegasus type thing, and and then they have the the like Arachne, the the woman that turns into a spider. Mm-hmm. So they have that thing from like the Hercules show. I think was the, the '90s Hercules show. I think was the first time they ever that they ever depicted her as that half woman, half spider thing. Sure. Oh um, yeah. Wow. What a wow. What a fucking blast from the past. <laughs> don't, you, don't you hit me with that show? Do I remember that? I love that show. I'm afraid to ever watch it again. That one is that one is that is that is a. I don't mean afraid because I'm afraid of spiders. I mean afraid of the qual. Like I'd probably hate the quality now if no, I, I watched it now. Did, but, sure. I think we tried to watch that. We got two episodes in and went, yeah, no, we can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. It was but probably I, during I, our yeah, Arrow days. Possibly. <laughs> I can't. You're ruining my childhood. But yeah, no, I do love that the there's fantasy mythology and then very clearly space Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think it looks cool. Um, uh, yeah, but I I I also wasn't that pushed on it. Uh, personally, I was like, I, yeah, I, I can wait. Like, I'm was, I'm glad it's just going to be on Netflix. Um, very surprised at the it. release dates. So I was like, oh damn. Mm. Yeah, like guys, be cool. guys ain't be, messing around. It'd be cool to watch it like that time of year, and then it's cool to know the date for the the second part, um, and to jump into that one. He originally wrote it as one film, and then uh, he was like, maybe I should split this into two, because uh, I love like, the, the script love, is very long. But... I love the titles. Yeah, yeah, they sound cool. Titles um, and uh, that's our Christmas movie then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> the family get together, but uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to watching it. But I also, yeah, I'm, I wasn't like blown away by it to be honest. I didn't feel like I'd seen any. I didn't feel like there was anything like new in it, if I, I put it that way. But maybe the movie was a surprise. I yeah, I don't. I feel like there probably won't be anything new from. You know, everything's kind of been done, but I feel like there's going to be. Um, it's like, yeah, like why hasn't this done be- before? You know what I mean? Like it's about time it's been done. That, that in kind this of in this way, yeah, maybe yeah. is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was saying that uh, he was inspired by the kind of Magnificent Seven and um, and also the um, the comic book Heavy Metal. Mm. That was yeah. like his his big big inspiration. Yeah, uh, because that was okay. what's the because obviously Magnificent <laughs> Seven is based off of. Um, the Seven Samurai. Uh, Seven Samurai, yeah, which he said was his favorite film of all time. So it's like that's kind of where he's coming from is this kind of ensemble cast thing. Mm. And the fact that Anthony Hopkins is a robot in this. Yeah, I mean yeah. the the actor's well, choice, I think, just yeah is phenomenal. What's your progress? Uh, I well, I it just it it maybe maybe this is silly. He didn't sound like a robot, <laughs> like. I, oh, oh, they didn't. Oh, what are they supposed to sound like, Chris? Oh, look at this. I, 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 I think it would have, he sounded very, very human. I think that I would have liked them to have done something with Anthony Hopkins' voice, maybe. Or for him to do something with his voice. Just sounded like Anthony Hopkins, like. 
Oh yeah, that that that's no, I do I do understand what you're talking about. Uh, like I w- yes. I wouldn't have been surprised if you said he's the wise elder wizard character or something. But but when you tell I me he's a robot what, and I hear the I, voice, I'm going. I don't see. I it. think what they're doing is <laughs> but, is that yeah. he is the wise old elder mystic guy. Sure, as a robot. As so maybe. that's the new thing they're doing. So instead yeah, yeah. of it being maybe and maybe Obi-Wan it's fucking awesome. Gandalf or Dumbledore. Now it's now it's K2SO, but wise. I think um, maybe, the one thing maybe? we'll probably definitely get in this is um, probably the best fight scenes in a space sci-fi in a long time. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, yeah, I have no doubt that it's going to be a fucking fun watch. Like when I say like I have never watched a Zack Snyder film and not enjoyed myself. Mm. So in that case, like I'm like, yeah, when this like when this is out, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Not, you know, but I just what I'm saying is. It's not a trailer that I think I'm going to be rewatching for the trailer alone. Oh, I, I do hope to get yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair, fair, I fair. I, sh- I sure that the trailer. Uh, I hope the music is good. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there will be contemporary music in it. It'd be interesting if there was because he he loves to do that. But it's like, but this is like a total different galaxy. So it's like. Hmm. Would a fish or I don't know? It'd be interesting to see. Does he do it? He'll find some way to put in Bob Bob Dylan or something in there. Yeah, Rocket Man will play in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, let us know what you think of Rebel Moon, guys. How excited are you guys for this movie? And uh, yeah, poor Zach, he's not great at interviews, is he? Do <laughs> no, I felt out true this? That that'd be the one thing I felt. Um, not yeah, the interviews were. It were wasn't great. yeah because. It wasn't just Zach. There was a few game devs too, and I I felt they maybe they weren't. Um, there were certainly no rehearsals, it seems, right? Um, right. And it seemed as though Jeff, because Jeff, uh, there was one of the devs, and it sounded like she was going to say something, and Jeff cut across her. But it wasn't like an ignorance. I think it was just that Jeff has things to you know beats to hit but the guests don't know that (laughs) yeah i feel that happened with zach a lot yeah i felt yeah yeah Yeah. jeff i think is on the ball he kind of knows that he's gonna get certain questions in and that he's like and i'm i will cue you when to when to say now here's the trailer like i will cue that so you don't but I feel like everyone else forgot that and just went on. Like, yeah, here's the thing. And he's like, whoa, whoa hold on, hold on. Like, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a couple of questions first. Yeah. Like, hold on the fucking second, will you? We're yeah. going to end with that. <laughs> but it happens so, so often throughout yeah, the show did, yeah. that I feel like uh, that there definitely wasn't rehearsing or they weren't <laughs> told what was going to happen. Yeah, Which is very not. weird possibly because not. in interviews, they're, they're, they're usually supposed to be handed the questions. Yeah, you know they probably I mean? like, they probably were to some extent. Some but degree, just, um, yeah. I I also feel Jeff, well. You get Jeff nervous can, too, right? Well, I think mm. Jeff is able to, uh, as we saw with the beginning of the show, right? He's able to spitball a little bit, so yeah. he maybe goes off like Scripts it wasn't the exact way it was going to be asked. It was like you know, right, right, and that might off put other people, but he's he's very good at like yeah trying to keep things natural or using something that someone said as like well that's going to be my cue i'm gonna yeah, speaking yeah, of yeah. that you yeah. know it's like to he's try to twist it that way he's an mc man i tell you <laughs> he's like a hype guy yeah. um literally but okay so let's jump into more of the games that were shown um i don't know if there's like 
Yet we don't want to do every fucking game, do we? Not a, no, no, no. Yes. Like there was, there was like thirty-eight games shown. Holy shit! I do not I remember all. I could get the list, start naming out a few, and whenever we want to stop on one. Well, just I took, like, I took note of some of that. the ones that well, really like, kind of stood out to me. Uh, again, not not because I I'm excited for these games or I want to play it, but I just I really enjoyed the showcase of it, and it got me excited about video games again. Um, I am. That's fuck, nice. Hold on. So let's oh, just stop for a nice. second. I am so happy to hear that. If nothing, that is the that is beautiful. I am. Yeah, and I think it's probably thank, because... thank you, Gamescom. Yeah, but yeah, thanks, Gamescom. Because <laughs> I think it's because like some of the games, right? So Starfield was one of the first games shown, and I think that could have been uh, omitted. I don't think that needed to be here. It wasn't a very sure. good. Like, why give us a cinema? Like, what the hell was that live action trailer? We've seen. Yeah, I'm. I'm not Starfield. into live action trailers, <laughs> and, and and we're so close to um Starfield. Yeah. I thought it was kind of nice. Now, I personally didn't like dig the way it was played, but I thought it was nice to have the composer play the theme on the piano. I thought that like mm. yeah. that was kind of a nice little like just to remind you Starfield's coming out and here's something from Starfield. But oh I didn't yeah, it was think definitely. It needed... Um, uh, we need to have this as part of the conversation. have a presence, right? Yeah, and Todd Howard sure. came out. Um, an interesting set about Starfield from Phil Spencer, and everyone's like trying to decipher what does he mean by that. Is that uh, Phil Spencer said Starfield? He's been playing it. Mm-hmm. And he's like Starfield is uh, more Oblivion than it is Skyrim. Okay, probably more. So make of that made, what you will. I don't know. Less on rails. Yeah, probably like way Possibly. more customizable in your character. Like the amount of stats there was to Oblivion than mm. Skyrim. Maybe that's what he means. Like, honestly, no one knows except that one thing I do know is that there is a Oblivion style reference. I think in Starfield, where sure. you can have a fan who mm. follows you around, yeah. and he, it it'll yeah, like zoom him. up on his face, and he has the voice of like that reoccurring voice from Oblivion. Yeah, that sure. game game gamer poop or whatever used to make lots of mod videos out of. That, yeah, that, that, that guy. So. I mean, he looks just like him, but that's yeah, yeah. only <laughs> only if you choose a particular background. I think for when I think you're so. character when he I shows think so. up. Mm. Well, well, they maybe showed that during the, the big long demonstration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's every time someone wants to talk to you, it just zooms right in on their face. <laughs> and it's like I wasn't even looking at you. What's going on? <laughs> really like, dodgy I character turn. creation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sliders. <laughs> yeah. So I'm interested uh, to jump into. The, I I'm looking forward to jumping into the game when it launches. Yeah. Um, make my own character. Jump into the adventure. One thing I will say that Todd Howard kind of cleared up in this presentation before we move on to other games. Is because I was listening to like other people who were talking about like what they want their character and their adventure to be in Starfield, and I hadn't really paid much attention to what the story was gonna be, and I decided like right, I, I gotta try and make my guy a like space Tomb Raider, like a, mm-hmm. a Nathan Drake in space. That's gonna be my guy. And when Todd Howard said what the story was, I was like, oh my god, I am gonna be a space Tomb Raider. That's because that's because so. he's 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 actually. We didn't hear that, Chris. See, he's God Howard, and only you heard that because that's what you wanted. What? Well, what did you hear? <laughs> yeah, we heard what we were planning on doing. <laughs> yeah, I heard <laughs> that it was going to be Skyrim in space. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited to do that because I've heard other people say, you know, they want to do a space pirate adventure where mm-hmm. they're going to just commandeer people's ships and try like smuggle in contraband and things that other people want to do. Like I just want to be a NASA explorer, and you know, so 
it's kind of cool that people are thinking now about what they plan to do with Starfield. Um, got any plans, Adam? Uh, no, I'm. I, I I'm gonna go with the flow. Yeah, because I, I just feel yeah. like, um, what if it doesn't live up to any of those expectations, and you're really disappointed when you can't fulfill the character or idea that you had? Mm. Well, he so. just told us that I can do my one. I Look, don't know about everyone I'm, else. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, Fingers I hear what you saying. Odd, though, like, <laughs> he'll promise you the moon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, this the, time. Previous few games have not really lived up to everything they've been saying. So, no, um, no I'm just going to go in and see what it offers me, and then uh, and feel what I do, what I feel on the day. I think. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, why, yeah, why don't we go through the rest of your list then, Adam? And then, if there's anything you don't mention that me and Eric also want to bring up, then sure. we'll bring them up too. So, yes, you mentioned Starfield. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the I found that the shows uh, kind of pre this it's all been the kind of the same stuff and the same trailers and the same this that and the other or sequels to games that we know or are either already good or it's like okay yeah whatever but i just felt like this was the first kind of um it's like new shit right and there's a couple of games in here where you're like um oh it's about time we actually saw something of these games because we saw something a while ago but now we actually get a good showcase so <laughs> crimson desert looks like right. A lot of people are talking about this. Every game, it's like, what do you like? Sure, it has it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We is uh, excited by that. Like, um, again, I don't know whether this is something I would pick up. I'll probably hold off to see um how it's uh, received, but it looks incredible. Like it's got, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed, Witcher, Red Dead, um. Uh, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, kind of like it's got it all in there. Um, yeah. So with the amount that it has on offer, that to me is a very exciting game because I think you, no matter what you're looking for, you'll find something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, yeah, Eric? Because I remember the first time they ever showed this, it it looked even incredible in itself in everything you could do, and it was mainly just sort of like a slight. Not really, I don't know if a story trailer is the right term, but I had a few little cinematics. You didn't really get to hear any dialogue, and I had a bit of combat. It just looked incredible. The world looked beautiful. And then we saw this, and I was delighted, because I was thinking to myself recently, I was like, we fucking haven't really had anything on Crimson Desert. What's going on? Like, what's the story with that game? Is that another stranded, just gone or something? What the fuck's going on there? And then, boom, Crimson Desert that we had. And then they just kept, like what Adam said, they kept giving, they kept giving. And there's a point when you're picking up a cat and you're petting it and you're petting the dog and you go to sleep and you put the sword on your shoulders, you're going to sleep. And like, that's something that would, that would happen in Red Dead 2 or something. And then, mm. yeah, there was like climbing up the walls like you do in Assassin's Creed, falling from great heights of floating islands, like Tears of the Kingdom. So you're traversing with the horses through like the towns or fighting different like um, people and stuff like, like, uh, Witcher, the combat actually looks really good. I was getting to a point where I was like, this looks like what I need right now. Kind of like when Ghost of Tsushima came out. You guys! You guys! (laughs) So I'm really nervous about this game because it looks far too good to be true. That's why I'm going to hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it looks... No. It looks... That... Shit hot. Yeah. If if, if I'm honest, (laughs) that was my thought watching it. I was like, this looks incredible maybe too incredible yeah <laughs> now i do think um like it looks like a technical marvel i think the studio have done 
a fucking wonderful job if this really is what the game is going to be. Mm. Um, I think this game is going to do really fucking well. It's turned a lot of heads, that presentation. Mm. And we're going to mm. see a lot of this game next year, I'd say. Like, this game is yeah. going to pop up and in fucking various uh, showcases and presentations. Is, things. is it the same company? It is the same company, the Black Desert, isn't it? The yeah. MMO one. It right. is, yeah. So at least they've had a lot of practice with just developing all these different things because obviously that's an MMO would have got lots of expansion so maybe hopefully it works i i would say it will be close to the experience um but as at the same time as like amazing as it is and as uh as many boxes as it ticks i also get a bit of a feeling of it's lacking its own identity um but that could be just me i get a feeling of like it's just it's like what is shit hot in every other game let's do that but I don't get a sense of its own vision. Because there is a lot of like Breath of the Wild. There is a lot yeah. of like Witcher vibes, Assassin's Creed vibes. Mm-hmm. And it nearly looks like a, a mission. And hey, why is that a bad thing? If everyone's like, wait, if a game has all the best bits of all the fucking games we love, what the, what's wrong with that? You're right. Correct. But I, I just, for me to get like really excited about it, I just didn't see a like, a, oh, this game is doing this thing. And that's what makes this I, game I think, special. I think at this but, point, the next thing we need to see now mm. is a story trailer. No, Adam hates story trailers. <laughs> that's the, like this that's is how why you turn him off. Trailer, right? Yeah, because yeah. It's all gameplay. It's just like it's showing great. me what I can do, and I'm like, and then I can go and just experience. Okay, what okay, the game okay. Right. right. I got the perfect. <laughs> I got the perfect blend. I got the perfect blend. Yeah. It's a story mission. In game, oh, yeah, there we go. No, 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 no we no, have no, an idea. Now like, you're talking. Like, like now the you're talking. Uh, showcase, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we have an idea of what it's like to explore a, a certain farm area, maybe to take on a mission to kill one of those weird creatures that lives yeah. out in the grains. So then we mm-hmm. know what it's like to talk to people. They give us a bit of a story, so we know what the interaction yeah. is like, and then and then they go off. And that way, we're because that's the what game sold uh, Witcher Three, wasn't it? Like the hunting of that kind of griffin uh, presentation, yeah, like yeah all yeah, them yeah. years ago, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and for a long time, yes. And I think that's why this show, this showcase, really stood out to me. Right? Is for a long time it has been that it's been uh, not those mission based. I think that would be fantastic. It's always been like story cutscenes. trailers, CG trailers, yeah, things and it's like, just that. like yeah. where's the game? Where's the game? Mm. Like, what is this game? <laughs> like, it's like I get. Yes. Oh, there's going to be a story. Sure, I, 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 I would nearly suspect that. Like, it'd be weird if there wasn't. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did so he, I, I, I like that. Stranding had like five or six story traders before there was ever gameplay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, you know what? It's probably. Yeah, the the, the whole that. Yeah, that stranding. I suppose is like he can nearly get away with it, but it's not as if like. We, you know we've been burned before like like the phantom pain was an example of of something where it's like it almost showed you too much uh story stuff that we we thought that there was going to be like tons of that and it turned out to be a completely different experience and yeah it was pretty bare bones on that was, that front. it was, was very late before they end up showing us like some some kind of gameplay and it turns out the mm. bit they showed with the gameplay is absolutely everything you can do in the game is done in that one little section <laughs> right um i i think user bang on by the way i think like the next interesting thing you could do in showing crimson desert is a story mission yeah. and i think that could be the thing that makes me go oh fuck yeah but i'm not denying that this was a really great showcase yeah. and that 
this is obviously all I've heard people talking about for the most part is Crimson Desert, Crimson Desert. Like that really caught a lot of people's attention. So that's a game definitely worth keeping an eye out hmm. for. Um, but yeah, what's the next game on this, Adam? And uh, this, I, I have no interest in it, but the art direction really stood out to me, which was the Lords of Fallen. I just oh, thought wow. from the visuals and, and the character design and creature design, like that was just absolutely stunning. And again, this is like, I have no interest in Lords of Fallen, no interest in that style of game, but mm-hmm. even its presentation, I just thought was fantastic. Yeah, so and it's wanted, very yeah. much... I mean, okay, you know what you're getting. It's a Soulsborne style game, right? Yeah. Mm. And that's obviously a hugely popular genre nowadays, whatever that genre is called. We call them Soulsborne likes or whatever, but um, but there was an old game called Lords of the Fallen, right? Is there this was, a there reboot? Was or? The Lords of the Fallen. Okay, this is Lords was of the first Fallen. one. And then this is Lords of the Fallen. So I played the first one, actually. I, did I, you? I, I played and cleared it. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. There's actually multiple endings Eric, to the game. Yeah. How you 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 surprise me sometimes. You just uh, we'll mention a game and you'll be like, Yeah, I played and cleared that. And I'm like, Yeah, I actually I never even knew <laughs> never even knew you heard of it, but there you uh, go. No, no, I I had it one time I tried playing it in like the early days of Soulsborne, couldn't get into it because I didn't understand how that shit worked. So I gave yeah. up on it and thought this is also stupid. Then after playing like Bloodborne, Dark Souls Tree, Demon Souls and stuff, I was like, ah oh, sure, and Sekiro, I was like, I'll give the Lords of the Fallen the go. Cleared it. I was like, this was actually a pretty good game. Actually, mm. pretty not a bad story. It was kind of a very interesting story. So, would you be interested in this game then? A little bit, because I think it is a sequel. Nice. Uh, it must be, yeah. I it's gotta be, right? It's, it's gotta like, be. It's a few years, a good few years afterwards. And so, there's sort of like. Um, Maybe it's a loose sequel. Like, you benefit more from playing the first one, but it's okay if you haven't. It, it was, I yeah. just uh, I thought it looked stunning. The yeah. art, the well, art design's regal. But then I always say that as well about the like I I I thought the artwork to Elden Ring looked amazing. Like Elden but Ring was one of those games that I think this looks better. Art art style and character design and creature design. I think this looks better than any of the from software stuff. Oh sure yeah yeah. But all I'm saying is that like the only thing that ever puts me off playing those games is that I did I don't enjoy the gameplay. But I always mm-hmm. think like the they have really fucking cool designs and art style, and this is no different. Like Lords of the Fallen does look stunning. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, um, there there was another. I don't know if this was on your list, but just to throw it in here, there was another. What's clearly going to be a, a Soulsborne style game that I so wish wasn't, but it's a purely selfish thing that I wish it wasn't because I fucking love the aesthetics of Black Myth Wukong. Oh yeah, yeah no, I'm oh, getting that. Yeah. That's 100%. oh my god. I, let's jump on that for a second, yeah. right? Um, I, from the first time we saw it, it looked good, and it still mm. looks fucking great. Yeah. Mm. And uh, to be honest, I'm going to like keep an eye out for like reviews when that comes out. And if 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 it's not too bad, I think I'll get it. I just think it looks yeah. No, I, unbelievable. I think I'll probably get that day one because I I just I'm. I'm really interested in that mythology and the mm. yes, the art style. I'm just ready to be fully in, in involved in that. Um, the gameplay wise, I kind of feel like it, like which, yes, it's going to be Soulsborne-y, Yeah, but I do feel like it's probably going to be closer to God of War. 
Possibly, but also, um, I, I think of, like, Jedi Survivor and Fallen Order, mm. um, where I'm like, they are games that have clear Soulsborne kind of, um, you know, game design and gimmicks and stuff. But there's also an understanding that there's a fan base, a larger fan base that they want to reach out to. Mm-hmm. And so there are difficulty levels you can play on to make that experience a little bit more playable. And I have played and enjoyed both those games, even if I don't love that style of game. So yeah. I do think that there could be a way into this game for me. And I really hope there is because I am loving what I'm seeing. Yeah, I'd say this is more a lighter version of a Soulsborne game. Because yeah. there's some Soulsborne games which are just like, oh, you're you're taking the piss here. Like, this is actually just like stupid hard. Um kind of I think that's one thing that a lot of people like about from software games is that they do find this happy balance with a lot a lot of their games. Mm-hmm. That's like for the start of the game it might be a bit difficult, but you know you get used to it and you, you get into it. And it's only maybe about an hour or two hours in when it really starts to get hard. Some other games are just like from the get go, this is ridiculously hard. And then I think like the Lords of the Fallen is pretty well balanced as well, from what I can remember. And I imagine Wukong would be a bit like Jedi Survivor and Fallen Order, where it's lighter, where it's a little easier to handle. Man, I hope so because I just the character designs are fucking mm. amazing. Yeah, yeah. All the bosses look great. Your key character looks great. Just the general aesthetics. It's an interesting way of doing the Monkey King yeah. story. Fuck yeah! yeah. And it's next. Um, it, that's definitely that's definitely coming out next year. At this point, it has to be. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm more so. excited for that stuff. Like than some of the IPs that we already know are coming out. Sure, you know, yeah. And it's maybe because of overexposure or something like that. Like this is something new and and fresh. And even the yeah. way it's handling, like we can make comparisons to other games, but the way it's handling it feels like its own thing. Hmm. You probably never saw Adam. Oh, what was the fucking name of the game? There was a, in in the PlayStation showcase, right? Mm. The last one that I, you were away at the time. Um, oh, I think I remember this. There was a game shown, and like whatever, Spider Man Two, cool. Metal Gear Solid Delta, cool. This fucking game made both me and Eric like our jaws drop. The gameplay, and it could be that that's only in that presentation. Maybe the game won't live up to it. Eric, what was that called? I cannot remember. But I they showed actual gameplay that was uh, fucking amazing. Yeah, so I've seen I've seen recently uh, within this year, I think, from starting with Wukong. So whenever Wukong first got released, from then yeah. up to now, I've seen a lot of games now made by Korean developers like Crimson Desert. Wukong is made by Chinese. You had, what was that, Soul Split or Solstice or something? Remember there was... I think that was a Korean, right? That was crazy. It, it was like this advanced sort of world, but you were still like gliding through this advanced weird. There was world. kind of a Final Fantasy aesthetic to it, mixed yeah. with like Devil May Cry. So like, there's been all these different games. I think I sent one, to, another one in tears, uh, earlier in the week, where yeah. it was like this this woman in China was using all like these magic abilities, and they all just look fucking incredible. They all like the art design. And the 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 editing of the videos in itself, and just showing us the gameplay, that this looks like a genuinely all of them look like genuinely polished games. I mean, Wukong, when we first saw that, it looked like a finished game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looked amazing, and it was first shown as an actual. Here's a level. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's the gameplay. So I think they're all all those companies, 
in the East, keep doing what you're doing because you're doing an awesome job because you're just showing us the gameplay and we're like, that's class. Except for Hideo Kojima. You can keep showing us five like trailers of story and we won't understand. And that's all good too. <laughs> I'm trying to find that. Was it called? No, that wasn't it. It's not Sword of the Sea. Is it? No, I think that's the other thing I sent you. Uh, okay, I'm really sorry. When I find it later, Adam, I will send it to you. It was just watching the gameplay was unbelievable. Mm. The sword play in the mm. gameplay was unbelievable. It looked like a sh- like a hard game as well, but it was just fucking stunning. And God, I, I'm it bugging me that I can't remember the name of it. But <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next next game on your list. Um. Yeah, so those were some of the kind of like bigger um, showcasing gameplay and, and all that kind of stuff. Then there was a few, which is why I like the show as well. Is like the, there's like it's not all just that. There was a couple of mm. more story driven things. So Quantic Dream uh, show uh, a, a game that I was it really piqued my interest because it basically seemed like Firewatch underwater. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. That yeah, looked yeah. really. That looked... Yeah, and, and, like there's obviously not much to it, like uh, from a gameplay perspective, but from a from a storytelling, um, it it did it kind of did seem like Firewatch a little bit the way it's a, a voice on your comms nearly. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye out on that one. That I think that looked interesting. I think it's under the under the waves. I think, under but waves. like Firewatch, I remember playing Firewatch, and that was gripping. For yeah, it's so was good. Really, yeah. really simple. It was just the voice acting and the uh, and the story progressing it was just like so and, and oddly like kept you on edge and you're like nothing's happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was so good. Just like the normal paranoia that people end up getting a true to I- true isolation. And under the waves looks like it's going to be a very emotional story. And emotional this journey. is a f- different. Like I mean, it didn't look like turn-based or, or choice-based dialogue or anything like that. So this is quite a different offering from Quantic Dream as well. So hmm. yeah, interested yeah. in in that. Yes. Um, Troy Baker, uh, Roger Clark, they came out on stage, and if there's anyone who can match Jeff's ability to just riff off, it's Troy. Like he had such great showmanship. Coming on yeah, and stage. he actually hosted. Um, I I watched it the other night just because I had a bit of time, and I was like, um, I saw that the future game show for Gamescom was on, so I said I'll try that on see if there are any exciting games from that. Like nothing really stood out to me personally, but Troy Baker and oh, I can't remember her name. I didn't recognize her before, but they were the two hosts, and just all throughout, like the riffing off of them was the entertaining part, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of it for me. Um, but yeah, he. Yeah, he's professional. He knows what he's at. So, you know? Yeah, he but does. That, but that game also, um, I'm very intrigued with, which is the Fort Solace. That's out. It's out. Yeah, they they announced that they're out of shirt. They said it, oh, and it's out today. Oh right, okay. <laughs> so that's it. So um, <laughs> yeah, you jump into go, it if you want. Go play it. Yeah, I will Tell jump about, into that. I guess uh, check um, it out. Yeah, just again the from the. The performance perspective, I think that it's been a while. I think that since we had something on a smaller level uh, that that's kind of focused on the performance, like Firewatch and, and games yeah. like that. Everything's always been that... about the big, massive mocap fucking 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that um, because it's an indie game. Yeah. So it's interesting that they were able to get um, kind of voice actors of that caliber involved in the project. Well, I'd imagine yeah. they're they're probably a little bit tired of having to do the big giant mocap open world fucking Order multiple friends. choice. Yeah, Order like maybe friends. they just uh, and they just like the sound of the project, maybe yeah. you know. Yeah. No, but they're I'm like, saying that sometimes let's do both. <laughs> I was, I mean, sometimes it's just it's nice for them that they can kind of go, okay, this is what the story is. It's about the performance. It's about the story. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get you. Like, you know, so, I mean? like, something a bit smaller, like yeah, like like, like, like Willem Dafoe doing the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's yeah. let's just do something really focused and mm. yeah. I get you. I get you. Um anything else, Adam, on your list? Yeah, the final one that really stood out to me, which is the first time it has ever stood out to me in all of its um demonstrations and trailers and stuff, and I was like, Yeah, this this is how you show this game. And that is Mortal Kombat One. <laughs> Mortal Kombat To me, this is the best presentation of that game yet. So well, you clearly, yeah. <laughs> so you haven't watched all of the other Mortal Kombat One trailers, bar the first one when no, it just I announced have. the game. Have you? Yeah. Because it's been more of the same. It's just characters beating the fuck out of each other and doing fatalities. Yeah, but there's something about the, uh, it's like the pacing of it, the, the choice of. Now, don't get me wrong. When I, I just think the when I say that, that like better. I, I enjoyed the trailer too. Yeah. But I was also like, yeah, this is right in tune with everything else i've seen really I no i i was i i felt nothing while watching the other ones well you know what the hype moment was hmm. shujinko baby yeah shujinko is in mortal kombat one motherfucker that's so <laughs> fucking sick i don't care that it's only as a cameo character that because all the cameo characters play a role in the story at some point shujinko is in mortal kombat fucking one Oh, is that who that was? That yeah. was fucking Shujinko, Eric. I thought that was old man Shang Tsung. Right? That's what I thought too. But then I realized it can't be. They've shown off what Shang Tsung looks like. Shang Tsung is a young man in this game. So yeah, it can't but, be old but, man Shang but Tsung. But they also have like the old costumes for like Sony I know, right? I know, I know. So I was like, yeah, maybe Eric's right. Maybe it's Shang Tsung. So then what you do, you check a tweet by Ed Boon. Check out our latest trailer revealing... General Shao, Sindel, Motaro, and Shujinko in MK1. It's fucking Shujinko. Nice. nice. <gasps> oh, all right. So, so we're, all, we're all pre-ordering, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I still want to see how it all fares out. I've always said I've, I've anticipation well, levels for this game. Right? It, so. Yeah, I've checked that out. Any good? It's okay. It's okay. I've seen... It's well, the, it's I've well seen the directed. cinematic. So I've seen from essentially the opening up to the first fight okay yeah 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 That's it's i think like it's well directed like the cutscenes are very impressive um i've made two calls right hmm. i'm probably fucking wrong on both of them i think hanzo asashi is going to be in mk1 in some new role a new format he's not scorpion they've already announced that kwai liang is scorpion in this game so Hanzo Asashi is going to have a different role. There's no way they're just leaving him out. I don't know what role he plays, but Hanzo Asashi, they've kept him secret, I think. they've like, Whatever he's doing in this game, there's no way there's a Mortal Kombat game and Hanzo Asashi is not in it. So he's got some other role in here somewhere. I don't know what he's doing. And I think I, I still think Onaga, I think Onaga is going to be the boss. I, I think they're keeping it a secret. 
that or it ends on like a you know like i mean they ended mk9 that way which is like an end credit scene was like oh we're queuing up shinnok next hmm. so onaga maybe will show up that way either but onaga is going to be in this game that's what i think so. i'm very surprised with Liu kang that he because it's announced in this trailer that general shao is in it he's not a con in this game so he just serves yeah, as the yeah. general for sindel which kind of looks like then edania is the conquering force instead of outworld oh maybe i thought she was empress of outworld no well that's like also saying that julius caesar is the emperor of like you know germany gotcha okay. that's kind of that's kind of the vibe i got of it um oh do you get like edenia bet outworld yes and they own outworld yeah, yeah yeah that's the vibe i'm getting that's fucking sick that could that be true the opposite um but i'm very surprised that lukang is like oh yes Shao Kahn, like general Shao, Shao Kahn, my my arch enemy the guy that almost destroyed earth i'll let you survive at this timeline and not just snap you out of existence because fuck that shit yeah yeah it's interesting that way I, I don't know if it's a thing of like he, he being a good person is not abusing his power where he's like this well, this show is not my show and i have to give him a chance maybe i don't know yeah maybe learn from chronica well, or something because chronica kept kind of just doing that and kind of going no it's wrong start again yeah so but yeah i mean uh, look i'm always excited to see where they go with the story i think it's really cool that they're doing reinterpretations of each character mm. and oh my god when sindel split the yes fucking <laughs> so this is by far that was so violent yes this is but what and i think when that happened i was like there like, we go there we go that's did that make you go oh that's the gore i'm talking about because even the sound of it slapping onto the ground it was like yeah 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 like Brutal. yeah I, I i just think this was the better um as, as, as well with the cutting between the story to gameplay i thought the pacing of that was much better in previous than previous showcases um mm. i just think this overall as a presentation i'm like okay I'm, I'm this sells the game to me yeah it's cool it's exciting it's exciting getting mk1 i, I thought it was interesting um and made a lot of sense during the showcase to show tekken 8 again mm -hmm. uh, i'm not that into it but I, it's interesting that they have because uh, that game is clearly like ready mm. right yeah. like it's pretty ready they've been showing it for a long time they showed a lot of character trailers and things like that and then they announced that the release date would be january and I'm like, I understand why you're doing that. <laughs> I understand why you are not releasing when you probably could in the same year as MK and Street Fighter. Like, yeah, I would also get out of the way. <laughs> it makes sense because those two are fucking massive. Um, not that Tekken isn't, and I was always a Tekken player growing up. But I yeah, think I, I, I think when I saw it, I connected more with the character showcase in Tekken than I did with Mortal Kombat. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, though, I'm I I prefer the MK characters. I just think the mythology is more interesting. Mythology um, is, but I do think from a character design perspective, it's it's nowhere near as consistent. Like there's some of those characters uh, oh, sure, are yeah. like, like even uh, Shao look, looks like from a different game. <laughs> like his armor well, and stuff. right? Yeah, he's redesigned, right? Yeah. And his he mentioned something about his father, and this time he has horns. Mm-hmm. His father's Onaga. 
His father is fucking Onaga, and Chow this time around, this timeline is like a dragon-human hybrid thing. <laughs> okay. That, that's that's, that's my born. wild... Yeah, he's dragonborn. And yeah, Onaga, he... the dragon king, is his father, but he's not a king. Yeah, because or... he was like half... Or he was beaten by Sindel in half battle. Half-human, half-shoken, I think, in the original. Or something. Yeah? What? He, he Isn't Goro like... Shoken? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting really fucking confused now. He was half something. He was he was weird, but yeah, yeah. His designs have changed. Yeah. Eric, any any games uh, that Adam didn't mention that you wanted to shout out from Gamescom? Oh boy, uh, well, it left a positive impact. No, it kind of would be all those ones. I mean, again, you mentioned thirty-eight games. Well, you said there was thirty-eight games. There was. There was a lot. For 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 me, there was it's a very long showcase it was at points as well. The interviews, honestly, for me, the 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 points when they were asking the questions, that really made me start to kind of go, uh, take out my phone, look at something else. You know what I mean? So I was a bit okay. Okay, that wasn't keeping my attention. Um, nice to see like nice to see movie and TV actors come into the. Into the world of um, like they got Gemma Chan to do the Vampire Hunter for Diablo Four. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Which I they also straight up ripped a line from Blade and went, oh, it has all their powers. Daywalkers, and, yeah, 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 yeah Daywalkers. It has all their strengths and all their weaknesses. Like, all right, just name a Blade while you're at it. Like, let's get yeah. one of these snipes. It's badass though. Um, yeah, I, I actually there was one thing I was as I was watching the showcase. There was yep. a point. It got to a point. I think it was kind of towards the end where it was like. And here's all the the anime games. Right? Right, right. Like the Hoyoverse stuff. Hoyoverse Genshin Impact and stuff Genshin like that. Genshin Impact and all that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm showing all of them, right? Yeah. I don't know how many there was. Because it generally got to a point where I was like, is this is this still the same? Is this the same game? <laughs> right. It? Wait, is it? I don't know. Like, I, they all looked the same to me. That I was sure. like, this is a really long trailer. <laughs> So, okay. Yeah, that was kind yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a couple of other games uh, stood out to me during the showcase. Um, Little Nightmares Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I always, I always like the aesthetics of Little Nightmare uh, or Little Nightmares. Um, not, no, I've never finished any of the games, but I just think the art style is really cool. And I, what caught my eye was Supermassive Games were working on it, and they did not work on the first two. So that's an interesting. Like they've been brought in to work on this third one. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see them work on a game different to what they have been doing. Because in the beginning, with Until Dawn, and then the VR game, and um, what was that called again? Russia um, Blood. Russia Blood. I felt like Supermassive Games were like a studio to really keep an eye on. You know what I mean? I felt like yeah, they were like going to be real have, innovators uh, and stuff, Sony right? should have fought them. And then I felt that they got a little bit... Um, I mean, lots of people enjoy the games that they do, and I've played some of the games that they make, but I think they've gotten a little bit comfortable with their formula, and it's getting a little bit, for me personally, a bit stale. So just to see their name attached to a very different style game, uh, and it might give them a little bit of, oh, fuck, this was fun. You know, like It might give them a little bit of a push to like get out of their comfort zone a little bit and start doing other things. So I just thought that could have exciting prospects in the future. A game called Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, where I was like, I mean, it looks like Final Fantasy, and I think it is Final Fantasy. <laughs> At the end, the character shouted, go Bahamut, or something like that, and a big dragon flew up, and I went, 
hold on a second. Hold on a fuck. I had like looked up on my phone going, is this Final Fantasy? And supposedly the original game was made by the same guys that made Final Fantasy V. So it was like a shoot off thing. Um, but uh, I thought like it looked cool. I thought aesthetically it looked cool. I thought the gameplay looked cool. And I'm like, I gotta keep an eye on that. I think that could be like a really cool JRPG to play. I might have left um, the room at that point. Yeah, it looked cool. Well, I thought it looked I really think this cool. Is, this is the beginning of the bit when I'm like... Yeah, there I, was a I, certain I... segment where I was like, this part's not for me, so I went off and did something right. and came back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I missed that one, but I, I thought it looked cool. I mean, it's not again, it's not going to be for everyone, but um, the cutscenes and everything looked brilliant, and the gameplay looked good, and it looked like it has a really good story, um, like a heartfelt kind of story. And then I suppose I'm always interested in seeing a little bit more of Alan Wake 2. But I also thought it was a bit strange this time. Like, mm. um, first of all, to just end that way that they ended, I didn't think was a good way to end it because they didn't say. And for a final show, like, you wouldn't have to go and one more thing because that nearly hypes people up too much to be like, oh, it's a secret. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, and for our final presentation, we've got blah 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 for Alan Wake too. You know what I mean? But people then know it's the end. But it was after the fact they went, and that's all we've got. You know, I, I was like, oh. I didn't know that was the end because you could have put that anywhere in the show. Yeah. Like it just felt like just another segment. Um, what do you think they should have ended on? Oh. MK1. Yeah, I think so too, actually. Like uh, not not because maybe for me personally it was like the highlight of the show, but because the just the hype that MK brings and just that, that finish him fatality yeah. at the end with the hair and stuff is very fit. Like it's a fin- there's a finality to it. So... Yeah. I think that would have been a great... And people are hyped for that game. And it's coming really soon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that would have been a really good way to end the show. And maybe even if it's a case of like, and you can go play this on the floor, you know? Because <laughs> I think you can probably at Gamescom. There's probably like a little demo version of MK1. You can go play the beta or something like that. Um, yeah, Alway 2. I, I, I liked everything the guy was saying. I thought it was really interesting. But I didn't think the showing showed that well. I'm Ron yeah. Burgundy? As in, like, I like the idea that Alan Wake has been stuck in the dark place for the last 13 years, and it's been manifesting his ideas and haunting him and tormenting him as he's trapped in this dimension. And then there's going to be, like, a mashup of real-life footage and video game footage, and you're like, that, that sounds interesting. Like. No, but it sounds interesting. I know, but they already... But then they show that. it, and you go, hmm. <laughs> you know, they, I don't they, they already know tried that with Quanti- Quantum Break. Right, okay, I didn't see that one. And, uh, yeah. They did it for Control as well, and I think it's actually in the original Alan Wake. How did did it work in Control? Did it, like... So in Control, the the kind of real-life stuff works in playing a tape and someone's... So they have literally, you know what a bit in, in Lost... When they're playing the DARPA tape and they're like they're explaining how okay, okay. Were. they have yeah. moments like that where this guy is explaining, just like chief scientists <laughs> explaining the, the objects. Yeah, You're right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's explaining time, these yeah. uh, this, the objects of power and stuff like that. And then sometimes you would have like hallucinations because the, the 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 first manager of the building that you have to take over for is mm-hmm. dead. But his consciousness goes into the gun and then sometimes speaks to you. Like his memories you can hear and see. So that stuff sometimes flashes on the screen and that's done in live action. Okay. You see, I suppose when he was saying it, like, like okay, the easy way of doing it is, yeah, there's a TV with a real person on it. <laughs> mm. 
and that's kind of what they showed in it as well. That's not what I envisioned, though, as he was talking. And what I envisioned, I was like, how are you going to fucking do that? But that sounds fucking crazy. I envisioned, like, you're walking in the game, and the world around you turns into the real world, mm. but your character is still a video game, and it glitches so. like that. And Well, I, I know from what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when he was talking, that's what I envisioned. And I went, uh... that sounds nuts. So that's why I got excited by the idea. And then when they showed it, I was like, uh... Okay. Yeah, no, they've not done, really. They've, they've been doing this basically with every game they've touched on. Yeah, I don't fair know enough. Why they do it? Uh, like that was one of. The, I, I, I have a feeling like Quantic, Quantum. Is it Quantum Break or Quantic Break? I think it's Quantum Break. That hmm. had the potential of being a really, really good game, and I feel like too much resources are spent in the shooting of the real footage stuff. Or actually, maybe right. that was the. Maybe that was cheaper. <laughs> than it was to hire the actors yeah, to do mocap or something like that. I don't know. There was something about it that just felt like a corners cut decision. Mm. And uh, so I always get a little bit nervous when I when I see things like that. It's not that that couldn't be interesting and, and do something cool with uh, it. but Yeah, I think with this one, though, because it's not as clean-cut dry as Quantum Break is, not saying that that game is clean-cut dry because it's all about time travel and shit, isn't it? Or like bending reality to your will or sure. something like that. Uh, but this one is about a guy losing his mind, so I'd imagine it's his hallucinations are done in the live action, so that you understand as the player, it's not real. Maybe. And then all the real stuff is the game. Is sure, Quantum I mean, Break, I, I... Quantum Break is actually in the same universe, though, isn't it? Is it? I think so. I don't know. Like... I just had visions of them fucking with you, though, in, like a, in a Spider-Verse way. That's what I was envisioning. I was envisioning, like, real life footage and video game footage glitching on top of each other and then i thought that's cool so then when i saw the footage and it wasn't that i was like mm, not as cool but i'm still interested in alan wake 2 i think it looks like a cool game so i'm still keeping an eye out for it but a- anything else from gamescom before we finish up there's there's a game i actually saw because on the playstation store so it wasn't opening night live uh wasn't that this but on the game store, right, PlayStation mm-hmm. Store, there was a list of all the... They have Gamescom and a list of games, one of them being Snake Eater, some other ones there. There's one, though, that I kind of just checked out the trailers and images called Ad Infinitum. Infinitum? Okay. Ad Infinitum. It's a first-person psychological horror game where you play as a German soldier waking up in a derelict... Not derelict, but it's, an, it's a clean but empty mansion with some horrible secrets and blah, blah, blah. You're trying to uncover them. But as you're progressing through it, you also start to fall into another realm, which is World War One trenches, but there's loads of weird Silent Hill monsters. Wow. It just looked really cool and messed up. Yeah, that sounds fucked up. I'm going to have a look at that, actually. That sounds cool. The, the emblem is also really cool, because the emblem reminds me of Alien. But as I would have, huh. I think I've seen. I think I've seen this. I'm gonna look at it again okay. though. I think I've seen the trenches stuff. Mm. I think I've never seen that going. Oh, that sounds fucking cool. Um, something something to shout out as well that was revealed in the same week as Gamescom. Uh, the, the PlayStation Project Q, which is like their version of the remote play thing, um, is now called the PlayStation Portal, and a price point has been revealed. And soon enough, there'll be a release date for that. Uh, so if someone's, if anyone's interested in that. Keep an eye out. It's Have probably coming before Christmas this year. Uh, I've only seen Greg Miller's review of it, and he loved it. But 
he remote plays at home a lot with the backbone. So he said playing it with this, um, yeah, that's was the just part I seen better. The, I seen the clip so, and I was like, it's very specific to very specific needs. Like, yeah, but it's already like because uh, he was saying, oh yeah, I can see this being a part of my life, right? Like already because of hmm. the situation that he that you just described. Like, yeah, because I already do that on my backbone. It's like, well, you already have the solution, then. Yeah, but it's like if you could do that better, you know what but I mean? Like, that's like... the part where that's the part that I'm waiting on. Is like, how is it? How can it possibly be better? Right. Yeah, I mean, all I, all you can do is go on like what someone who has played both is saying, which is that he he felt it was better. That's <laughs> he the missed part it that has been home. questioning is that it's coming <laughs> from him. <laughs> I, I get you. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to hear from other people, of course. Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> if lots of people come out and say, "Oh no, this is actually unreal," then it's maybe worth like turning heads for. It, but yeah. yeah, of course. I I'm I'm still waiting to see. Um, I'm interested on the discussion around that because. Uh, oh yeah. It's like it's another. Obviously, it's another PlayStation product, um, but I don't see. I I think this is dead on arrival, as a product. Maybe I don't see its purpose. Uh, I don't see why people will be, will get it, and and considering how little marketing has been done on it, it looks like Sony doesn't have much faith in it themselves. Which is such no, a I mean, it's like the it's... whole VR thing all over again. Yeah, it is. It's very like the VR thing all over again. I think. I think it will sell more than the VR2. Oh, God, but, no. But only... No, I think it will, but only because of the price point. And that's like, cool gimmick. Um, but not... I don't think it'll maybe get as much use <laughs> as oh, right, those who have bought the VR2. I'm saying I think it will sell more as a Christmas present to PlayStation fans and this time of year. And then it'll be returned year, because it's not what they because people Or people just don't want to use it because they're using their Switch instead or whatever for that kind of thing. Or their um, Steam Deck, or or their Backbone, or whatever, um, or not as many people remote play as people think, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, have you tried remote play? Like, I, I've never. I've given a few goes with the Backbone because uh, every now and then I will will try it just to see is it viable now. No, it's never yeah. viable. It's a horrendous experience. Yeah, I mean, if this thing could, you could just download the game onto it and play oh. it. Like, I oh. would one hundred percent buy it. Yes, if that was possible, if because uh, I actually love the design of this thing, I think it's a yeah, good it looks, size. Looks good. If you could take this thing away with you, and you could just download the games you want to play onto it, and I would one hundred percent would buy that. Like, because obviously, look, this thing isn't going to run PS Five games, but it this, might. This uh, well, thing... No, it does, right? No, it doesn't. It, do- it... The PS5 plays the PS5 games and and sends the signal. Sorry, right? Yes, yes, I understand. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Like the tech is getting so good now that um, they could easily make a PS portal, portable, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. the power of the PS4, easily. Yes, I would. Yeah, like whatever. Like I, I would love a machine that'd be like it can play PS4 games. Yeah, and if you wanted to, could stream PS Five games to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, I'd, and and you could charge fucking two, three times the price of it, and that's I think that's fine because because the thing, the weird thing about this product is right, it's two hundred quid. No, it's not. It's seven hundred quid. Oh yeah, because you need the PS Five for it, obviously. Yeah. Whereas if it was a it's an accessory machine like a with the capability of PS Four, and it was four hundred quid. Yeah, or four fifty. That's all you need. You wouldn't actually need the other thing. 
Uh, yeah. So it's it's actually a very cheap offering and a good competitor to. It would be good X. as well for for uh, for them as a thing. It's like all you have to do with this thing, you buy this thing, and you pay your PS Plus subscription that we yeah. really want you to be in board with. And now you, and got you got download PS2 those games. games you got PS immediately games. onto it, and you just play away. I'm telling you, there's a business plan, right? Anything else you guys want to shout out just before we finish up? No. Mm, no. no? Then perfect. That brings us right to a close. What do you guys think? Are you guys interested in the PlayStation Portal when it comes out? What was your big highlights from Gamescom 2023? There's obviously lots of games we didn't talk about. So maybe if there's games that you want to shout out, you're like, you fuckers, you didn't even mention this game. And this was the hypiest of the hypest. Uh, feel free to get in touch. If you're watching YouTube, jump down in the comments to share your thoughts. If you enjoyed this discussion, give us a thumbs up. Hit subscribe. Ring that notification bell for all our future conversations, including when we eventually get around to talking about some of these games when they come out and stuff um, and if you guys this is an audio platforms you can touch base on social media facebook instagram and twixter at the brothers take again to give your take on gamescom 2023 apparently the biggest gaming event of the fucking year it was awesome thank you very much for checking out this week's episode guys we'll be back to talk to you guys next time bye bye